Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions Podcast post-game show. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 354, your post-game show. First game of 2021. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am always your dashing host. And with me is my good friend, and also quite dashing, a little, little furrier in the face, Ash Thompson. How you doing, buddy? My co-host. Doing great. So glad uh, to have you. got knocked down. And on the way up, they bit off a kneecap. They sure did. They got knocked down again. And on the way up, they bit off another kneecap. And then they got knocked down a third time. And on the way up, they found a third kneecap, Chris. I don't think the 49ers (laughs) are going to win a game in the next five weeks. (laughs) Oh, that's not a kneecap. All right. (laughs) we got a lot to talk about. Let's keep it PG here. (laughs) (laughs) Got a lot to talk about today's game. Holy cow. If you gave up early, boy, you made a mistake. Uh, yeah, to the three quarters of the fans who left the stadium prior to the fourth quarter, good riddance. Yeah, <laughs> you missed some of the best Kool-Aid you're going to taste all year. Maybe not. Maybe it'll get better. But this was this was glorious to see. A lot to talk about in today's game. We'll do a little roundtable discussion between us. We'll also take your calls. We get all that and a whole lot more. Great show lined up. Are you ready to go, Ash? 100%. Let's do this. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, we're back. It's great. It's a post-game show, and you know what? It, it may have been a loss, Ash, but God, did we win so many things on that field today. 100%. I'm not going to lie to you. Going into the fourth quarter, I was like, man, I, I don't know how I am going to be anything but the most negative person that has ever been on this <laughs> podcast at, at, at any point because it was just – that was bleak. That was looking real bleak, and then just suddenly – Dan Campbell happened, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that's that's what Dan Campbell is selling. The, we will never be the Matt Patricia team that gives up when they're down three scores with 20 minutes left to play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine at any point in, like, I'm even going to say the last, like, seven years. Like, let's throw Caldwell into this, too, because, like, they did have some comebacks, but not this kind of comeback where they just did nothing. And then something clicked like they just threw the bench onto the field. And then suddenly every wide receiver that's on the field is open and Jared Goff is dropping dimes. (laughs) And then the receivers are not dropping those dimes too. You know what I mean? Because he was hitting guys in the first half and they were just not catching the ball. That was, you know, like they they were getting separation and then perrymaning it. And then Quintez Cephas comes in and makes me a believer, which I have never been up to this point. So I'm I'm pretty happy about the way he's gone. Did you notice we had a run game? Like, I haven't seen anything like that in Ford Field on the Lions side of the field in a decade. I haven't seen a run game like that. You had a two at the beginning of it, man. (laughs) It was incredible. Vikings lost. Thank you really quick for that. Dr. Avatar in the chat. That's really, really good to see. Go ahead, Ash. I'm sorry. No worries, my friend. Let's uh, the folks who super chat. We have to be grateful to them. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I was, I'm just like you haven't seen us gashing people repeatedly for ten yards on first down. You know, like having Anthony Lynn and Deuce and Frank Haley. <laughs> you know, having all of these gentlemen working towards one thing. Like this offense. It wasn't clicking in the first half at all, like to be to be perfectly blunt, yep. but it had an identity. 
Yeah. Like they were getting, they were going up and punching people in the mouth. Like if you put Taylor Decker in there and pass protection, I think that's a whole different first half to be perfectly blunt because Panay Sewell came out there today. And can we say he stuffed Bosa's name? <laughs> exactly. Can we say he basically just stuffed him all day? Cause that it was in the fourth quarter when they were like, man, we haven't really heard anything from Bosa today. <laughs> and that's the rookie who hasn't played a game in two years coming out and just being like, Nope, you're done, sir. Yep. Like, I, I appreciate that you're here and I'm glad that you came out. It's very nice to meet you, but uh, have a seat. Did you see Blandino in that last the last time he came in? He even seemed <laughs> excited, right? He yep. he was he was stoked for that. He was you know, he was loving that game. Absolutely. I think a certain amount of the uh, the act as a Lions fan may have actually rubbed off <laughs> just feeling a little bit of reality and that uh, that love for the the most wronged in history team in the uh, the nfl absolutely you're wrong today <laughs> <laughs> all right really quick i have to talk about our contest and uh and get through that because my ice is melting on this yep it is originally called the resurrection if you saw the video on the channel this week you'll uh you'll know about it if not go back check it out we'll teach you how to make a cocktail every week and we'll have that cocktail on the show and we will give everybody in the uh comments of that cocktail a chance to name it I was, I'm sorry, Bo, you were going to be the big winner. Bo Gable was going to win with the Honolulu Blues after the first three quarters. I already had it picked and screenshotted and ready to go. But I have to pivot on that now, and I have to go to the name I suggested two or three times. The first one to suggest it was Mike Hodges. We're calling this the Riz Erection. (laughs) There you go. Cheers, everyone. Toast to probably the biggest win you'll ever find out of a loss in at least the last five years out of this team. What a, what a time. Yep. Yeah. If it's mm-hmm. uh, if they had managed that one last score, we could have called it the 21 comeback special. Yeah. <laughs> 21 come salute. <laughs> uh, ah. Michael, thank you for the super chat. Drink the Campbell Kool-Aid. Let's effing go. Yes, absolutely, man. All right, lots to talk about. We'll open up the phones here and just uh, give it two to three minutes, and uh, we'll get the phones open. Uh, Loretto, thank you for the super chat. Did it take a whole game for Goff and the wide receivers to click? I guess I'm asking, was it the first game jitters? That was one of the things I want to talk about. And I, I first have to give it to Frosty from the from the from the uh, the Slack chat. Uh, it was a great GD effort and well over our expectations. And I would say, yes, absolutely. That's that's what happened. As far as the first game jitters, I think there's a lot to be said about the fact that Goff played what seemed like five plays this whole preseason. Never played with a full complement of his offense when he played. Yep. And this is the first time they're all there under live fire. Maybe it took a couple quarters for him to get together. That could very well be. But holy cow, when they got it together, they got it together. Absolutely. And I don't think it's coincidence that when they got it together, it was the guys that he had actually been playing with in the preseason who were on the field. Like that was not Terrell Williams and so on and so forth who were out there. That was Khalif Raymond and Quintez Cephas who were actually in sync because the whole first half, everything just looked like either the receiver or Goff were not hitting the ball into the right spot. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. a guy's outstretched hands are just three inches away from where the ball is. And they're just not going to the same, same place, you know, like he's throwing to a spot and the pattern that's being run is going to a slightly different spot. So it just looks like a garbage throw. And a lot of the time on those short passes, that is what's happening now on the rollout stuff, which I don't know if you recall from the Slack chat since the day we got Jared Goff, but I've been preaching continuously that the play action rollout crap is not actually what Goff is good at. It's just what they have forced him to do in Los Angeles since Sean McVay came aboard. But you'll notice they quit doing that 
and the offense lit on fire. Yeah. Yeah. He's a spread quarterback. That's what he did all through college. That is his bread and butter is two step drop, hit the open guy, not turn back on the feet, you know, turn his back on the defense, run 12 yards with his four, eight something speed, and then have to just heave a ball out because there's pressure in his face immediately because he's so slow getting to his drop point. Like, I don't know who looked at what he does and decided that's what he should do, but they were wrong and they were dumb. And I'm hoping that we kind of see a lot less of that sort of thing moving forward because of the way he responded when they stopped doing it today. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I just, I mean, golf, he, it was a tale of two golfs, right? I mean, once, once things came together, they, so they came together. Great. Um, He was trash in the first half though. Yeah. Oh, that, that that pick six. I'm not defending his performance in the first (laughs) half, like any stretch of the imagination, like that pick six, even though his arm got hit that you're making that throw in the first place. Like one of the three guys in that area was probably going to pick that, whether his arm gets hit or not. Yep. Yep. You know? All right. William Myers. Thank you so much for the super chat. Like you guys said, exciting losing is winning. And I'm telling you, it, 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 look, you're looking at a team that they were they were talking six years. And Ash, I, I, at some point here, I'd like you to go through your how long till you know a rebuild is working because it ain't freaking six years. But we'll get there. <laughs> but uh, right now in this team with a with your oldest secondary player being Amani Arwarie, who's been in the league three years now, this is his third year. Um, yep. you're absolutely exciting. Losing is winning, and the growth that you're seeing out of these guys and. Again, that effort and that that spirit that they put on the field out there today is is huge, guys. This is absolutely huge for for this team because a Matt Patricia team would have packed up and went and, and went on to the next game. They'd have been in, in, at Lambeau tomorrow already, waiting for next week after after that pick six. Uh, this team didn't, and, and and it got worse, and they didn't go. We were down what thirty eight to ten at one yeah. point. And we made it an eight-point game. That's that's a lot of heart, a lot of soul, and a heck of a lot of fun, man. If it feels a little bit like basketball, yep. we could just watch the last couple, <laughs> last ten minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> or a CFL game. Honestly, it's the same way. Most like competitive college football. You know, like the last five minutes of the game is really the only part that matters. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, like, I forget what I was going to say about that. I had a thing. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it'll come. Don't worry. For the podcast hitters. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, so let's let's welcome Ash. Ash is a long time. He, when we first started years and years ago with writers, Ash jumped up and said, hey, I'd love to write for the site. He's continued to write, and he, when he gets a chance, he writes. He, he took some time with uh, a couple other sites, but he never really left. Uh, just honing his craft, uh, finishing college, doing a whole bunch of other and, and and then college, and then college, and then Writing I think another college. Writing garbage for money. <laughs> And uh, he's he's always stuck with us, and then he's back, and he's here to co-host. One of the the most sensible brains in the chat. I lift his stuff all the time, and I credit when I can. Sometimes, I, and this is why I don't listen to other podcasts or watch other shows because you you subconsciously grab stuff and then say somebody else is thinking, and I and I don't want to do that. It's not that there's not other great stuff out there, but now having Ash on that gives us a lot of a lot of a great. Uh, great uh, point of view and great uh, set of uh, opinions and thoughts and uh, kind of some good X's and O's stuff on the games. Uh, just Adamo, thanks uh, for for calling out Ash being on the show. Let's uh, talk. Speaking of which, my train of thought did come back around the corner. Woo-woo. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing I love most about this game, like absolutely one hundred percent, the most, is that in the first half. Amani Oruwariye looked like a person who should not be playing in the National Football League because of the situations he was being put into. Like off-man coverage versus Debo Samuel on a crossing route. There is nobody in the NFL who can cover that. 
So to someone who's not watching why that's happening, it just looks like Oruwarie is having a bad day. But what it is, is one of the biggest offensive geniuses in football saw a thing and basically went, all right, if you're going to keep doing that, I am just going to keep going there with the ball until you stop. And Aaron Glenn stopped in the second half. That did not happen a single time in the second half because he saw what was happening and he made the very obvious adjustment. And last year, not to beat this dead horse even further, but that would never have happened (laughs) at any point in the last three years. Like Jeff Okuda got strung out like that continuously all of last year in every game, no matter how many times he got burned on something like that, that literally no human being can cover. They just left him there, you know, and like Aaron Glenn, and Aubrey Pleasant, like you could see the fire, like when he made, when guys made mistakes, Pleasant was there. You know what I mean? Yep. On the on the second one, on the second Okuda big play that he gave up, that was absolutely 100% perfect until one-tenth of a second before the, the ball got there. You know what I mean? Yep. So like, that's yep. not the time where you scream at that guy. You go, that's what you tell him. So that on the next play, he knows he got almost everything right. And just at the last, very last moment, maybe he needs to turn his head and look for the ball. A little earlier. When the guy does something that weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're not Spider-Man. You know what I mean? You can't, <laughs> you can't go past your hands and get the ball into the, the, the catch radius. You know, like, it just it was unfortunate. But yep. it, was, it was good to see a coach actually just seeing one of his guys was having a bad day and then adjusting to that to stop the bleeding. Yep. Yeah. And I, I, I didn't mind him getting in Okuda's face when he got into Okuda's face. Oh. I, I, that's, that's kind of like On the wake up way. call. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see him later and, and it's a completely different conversation, right? And it, yeah. it, that was, it, it appeared just from what you can tell on TV, a lot more kind of like fatherly, right? Kind of coaching, yeah. really, really bringing him and helping him understand. He's got a lot to learn. He said so himself last year, what he didn't hear from the coaching staff was miles and miles of stuff that could have helped his development. The injury uh, last year really held him up. Now, this injury here, yep. I was so glad to hear it was a foot, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it depends on what part of the foot, I guess. I know. But yeah. I, know. I was I was just terrified that it was a, a knee. Not the oh, God. I was terrified that it was a knee and and uh, like a, a, yeah. a see in a year kind of a knee injury. So um, I, I, I we hope he's back as soon as we hear. We will let you guys know, um, and we'll we'll let you guys know. Uh, quick super chat from Jeffrey and Tina Canine. Tina says hi. Hi, Tina. Uh, I really think Goff mellowed out as the game went on. <laughs> you do. He was really rushing the first half, and that that I think that was part of that not having synced up as a as a as a unit uh, in under under live fire. I think uh, actually getting out there and having to do it at full speed under you know with people with bad intentions on the other side of the ball really makes yeah. a difference. And zero players having ever played a game in this, like a real game in this scheme before, because you can scrimmage, you can preseason, but everyone who's ever played a sport knows that if it doesn't matter, it's not the same. You know what I mean? Like Ellen Iverson practice. We're talking about practice. (laughs) That is literally how every player always feels about practice, except those three or four tryhards that everyone else on the team hates. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Hey, well, if you ever get stressed out about being stressed out, you need to check out cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get the best for your pain, anxiety, or insomnia. It'll take care of you. There's there's three kinds now, but there's really two two styles, Delta 8 and Delta 10. Those are straight up going to get you high. 
They're gonna they're gonna plant you in your in your well the Delta Eight will plant you in your couch and give you a long mellow buzz. Delta Ten's a little more action packed, but you will get high. You will also fail a drug test if you take those and have to take a drug test. Uh, so be careful with that. If you don't take a drug test, you can still get the pain, anxiety, and insomnia help with CBD. Just don't do that Delta Eight or Delta Ten style, and go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Use coupon code Lions, and that will hook you up. That way, you won't be stressed about being stressed. There you go. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Thank you for supporting the show by doing that and taking care of your brain. All right. Um, 100% legal in all states. <laughs> yes, yes. I think it, Delta 8's legal in Michigan until October, I think. And then you, you shift to Delta 10. Don't worry, we'll be at Delta 24 soon enough. All right. <laughs> Defensively, we talked about Jeff Okuda. We talked about Amani Warrior. We had some linebackers on the field today. Yeah. And they seem to play. They seem to play football better than last year's linebackers. And I, I can't say that Micah Parsons would have been a terrible draft pick. He looks like he's okay, but he doesn't seem like we really needed him. <laughs> he seemed yeah. like we were okay out there. Ash, like I, I, <laughs> I wasn't a hundred percent in love with Alex Anzalone's first half. I'm not gonna lie to you, but sure. it, and and that's the only guy I expected to kind of come out of the gates firing because he's the guy who was working with Glenn last year in New Orleans. Uh, but once everybody kind of figured out what they were doing and were not questioning themselves so much, because I mean, there's, there's one specific play where you're watching Romeo Okwara goes offside. He's jumping back. It's a run play to his side. His gap is gone. It's a massively long touchdown. He ends the play laying on his back eight yards off the line of scrimmage, you know, and it's just one of those things where like when a guy is guessing that's the sort of thing that happens, you know what I mean? When you're not a hundred percent, tied into exactly what's happening on the play. So he actually went offside twice on that and just got back the first time. Like he was desperately trying to, to make a play there. Sometimes when you're pressing like that, it just kind of goes south on you. And that's, that's kind of how that went. But I, that's, that's the play where Okuda was actually getting screamed at because of his, he also happened to choose that play to give some of the worst run support of his career. <laughs> you know, that's a big play like that doesn't happen because one guy made a mistake, but just that whole side of the field just decided not to play. Right. Not play. Yeah. And, was, uh, okay. Yeah. Just went, went bad on us. But <laughs> yeah, like at the end there, like you see Jamie Collins and Trey flowers and Nick Williams of all people coming up with the massive third down stop <sighs> as a trifecta, just, eating Trey Lance alive in the backfield, the phenom, the one everyone said we should have traded all of our picks forever to move up and get, and that may still be true. But, but it, wasn't it wasn't today. today. <laughs> <laughs> I already found the click. Um, yeah, okay, really quick. Got a couple of Super Chats going. Loretto, that was a playoff team trying to win their division with Super Bowl aspirations. Do you think this changes anyone's mind on the season? God, I, you know... I did just drink the, well, the resurrection now, but it was some some serious Kool Aid. I feel, I, oh God, I don't want to go over the hedge here, Ash. Maybe you can help calm me down, but I feel really, I feel a lot better about this team after seeing what they did in the fourth quarter. If this is truly them coming together, I feel I feel a heck of a lot better than I did before this game started. That's the thing. Uh, if, if this is something that gets built on, uh, because there's a lot of studies that show that momentum from season to season means nothing, but momentum from game to game is a thing. You know what I mean? Like every single America's game you ever watch, there's that, you know, Oh, we're down in the dumps and everything's going terrible and the world's imploding on all of us. And then 
the fourth string tight end made a spectacular touchdown catch to save our season and everything went up from there. (laughs) I'm not sure this is quite that, you know what I mean? But do you want to play the Detroit lions next week? I don't Mm -mm. like just looking at how bad that (laughs) second half went for San Francisco. Like the, the thing is, if you do come out and beat the living crap out of this team, you know that you're not done. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of teams in the NFL where you get up 28 points or 27, I guess it was at the the biggest gap. They're going to fold up and they're going to go away. And the Detroit Lions have basically said, you might beat us, but you are not going to have a fun time. Yep. Um, all right, really quick, couple more Super Chats to catch up on. First, Chad, this Super Chat is dedicated to Quintez Cephas. I, I oh boy, the, the out-of-bounds and in-bounds play really, I mean, such a beautiful catch. <laughs> it was so great. Yep. Oh, and then man. that catch at the back of the end zone, man. Oh. Like, oh, that is oh. – he was channeling Marvin Jones. That's yeah. who he looked like today. He was filling the role that Marvin Jones has played for Matthew Stafford, like all the back shoulder throws. Do you feel better all that about these stuff. wide receivers after today than, than you did before today? I feel better about like wide receiver four and wide receiver five, <laughs> you know, like Fair that's enough. not my, that's, that, that, that's the thing. Like, do, do we have a one? Not really. But here's, here's you my know. thing, right? Whoever your number one is, he could be, he could be the worst number one in the league. He's still tying up the number one corner for the other team. Yep. Right. So now Absolutely. If, if you have a terrible number one, but the best number two, best number three, best number four in the league, and I'm not saying that's who we are. You still have mismatches at enough positions where you can have a pretty productive receiving core. And if they move yep. their number one cornerback somewhere else, you know what? That, that, that means somebody else is open. Right. So I, well, that's it. I, and I think that's kind of where we're playing. You had a, 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 a true number one wide receiver to this team. And I think this team, it changes the whole ball of wax. It changes the whole calculus on 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 the passing game for this yep. team. But so Quintus Evans, William Myers, super chat. Thank you, sir. Uh, would you judge me if I considered this preseason game five and I can be foolishly optimistic? Um, only judge your counting ability because it would actually be preseason game four. <laughs> but I'm totally with you otherwise. <laughs> yeah. like, what game did I miss? Totally with you otherwise, brother. (laughs) Uh, Matthew Adkinson, I was all kinds of pissed during the first half, but I remember Chris and Jeff saying, lines are young and mistakes will happen. What a finish. Yeah, and that's it. And and watching, I mean, we in real real time watched these guys learn out there today. It was yep. it was really something. I'm I was super impressed with the coaching. No no one on that sideline gave up. Even I mean Dan Campbell, he's got that look about him sometimes where you're like sad Dan almost, right? I mean, but yep. he, he they never ever ever gave up and I just loved it. I loved it. The kneecaps thing is like it's for real. <laughs> it, it really is. It's not a meme. Which is yeah, like you 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 can say something like that. You know what I mean? Anyone can say something like that. Matt Patricia, I could have absolutely seen maybe not that exact thing, but something of that nature coming out of his mouth because like he did have that outward demeanor of yelling mean guy. You know what I mean? (laughs) But it would not have been taken the same way and it would not have been taken to heart as it was by a guy who like from a guy who wanted to play football so bad. Like I think his last three seasons ended on IR and he kept coming back. Yeah. Until they were like, look, dude, like we're done. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's over. Come on, Steve. You Austin. need to find something else. <laughs> and then even then, six years later, he's the head coach of an NFL team, even interim, you know, mm-hmm. interim in Miami. But like, that's the man we're dealing with here. 
at from the tight end position of all places. Like how many, like Ditka, can you think of another one who came out a tight end and became a head coach of an NFL team? Like I got nothing. nothing and nothing. I have a pretty large mental encyclopedia of football history. And like, so I'm sure there is one that someone will you know tweet me later and make me feel like an idiot because I missed it, but I, I got nothing. Okay, hold, hold so I hadn't even thought of it the Ditka connection, right? But is there something about big personalities and tight ends as coaches? I mean, we, we've got now two data points so we can draw a line, right? Uh, <laughs> that is totally how science works. <laughs> let's, let's draw some conclusions and never back off of our stance. As we have learned is the way that you should do things on Twitter, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, gosh, that, that kind of big personality. And Ditka was, was a pretty successful cat. So, uh, yep. if that... He did it okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Hall of Fame twice, if I recall correctly. Yeah. You know, no big deal. <laughs> just this stuff. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, one more Super Chat. We'll open up the phones, too. Let's do the phones first and the Super Chat. Yeah. You can call us at 248-782-8384. 248-782-8384. We'll take your call. Or if you use Skype, you can just Skype us at Detroit Lions Podcast. It's all one word. Detroit Lions Podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. So, Jamie Johnson. I can't remember being this happy about a loss. Long live the Riz Erection. Yes. If you didn't, if you missed it, our cocktail was named the Riz Erection. It almost became the Honolulu Blues until the last five minutes of the fourth. I'll be back in two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of good stuff happening. All right, let's pick this up. We'll, oh, just missed the call. Dang it. Sorry about that, caller. I uh, I just missed you. Um, okay, yeah, it's banging off the wall here now. All right, so we'll we'll get through that. Uh, the onside kick we haven't touched base or touched on that yet. Boy, that was uh, uh, quite an amazing effort. Get a caller here. He is again. Okay, let's get a caller in. Hey, caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink? Oh boy, um, my name is Jesse Miller. Hey, Jesse, I think you might have heard of me before. Yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing? I am doing wonderful. <laughs> How, how, are much, you? how much have you had to drink? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that's a very good question. Every time. Gosh, <laughs> that's a stumper. That's a toughie. All right. Um, <laughs> what do you got yeah, for I, I'd have to go to the counter and count. But, <laughs> no, I. this is such a weird game to me. Like, um, <laughs> I almost think like it's like a Lifetime movie. You're sitting there <laughs> watching a Lifetime movie with your wife, right? It's so emotional, up and down, up and down. Like, this guy is, like, <laughs> hurting a woman or something. I don't even know. And so you're like, well, we don't want that to happen. Uh, <laughs> goodness gracious. Emotional. This guy needs a so... and I'm going to find him and just give him a big <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you, Dean. That guy that hurt her. Oh, my gosh. Every movie, every time. Stop hurting her. Um, no, it's, uh, so I, okay. What I would have to say, the number one thing I would have to, I want to bring up is 49ers have two people to cover two, a Debo Samuel and Kittle. That's it. <laughs> why did it? Why did that? Oh, I know you know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. I'm so baffled. I'm like, why just two people? That's it. I, and every time they got open, you're looking, you're like, okay, you know you have to cover this guy, like, especially Kittle. Why did you not do that? Debo, he's a very oh. good football player that 
most other football players are physically incapable of covering. <laughs> yeah, I know that. And I, you know, of course it's so uh, easy when you're sitting on your couch, right? <laughs> and you're thinking, yeah. they're not covering this guy. And you, and, and you look down at your yep. stomach and it's protruding. <laughs> like, yeah. And you're thinking, well, like, it takes me a long time to get to my refrigerator and you're not even, all right, so I get that, and I, oh, but it's frustrating because at the same time, it's like these guys are getting paid so much money. Like, yep. please give me that money. I'll, I, I'm Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> give me a chance. Oh, no, um, so that was one of them. The other thing was Jeff Okuda. I was just so frustrated with it, the whole thing. I just didn't get it. I, you know, obviously everybody saw the thing on the sideline with Aubrey and I'm, I'm glad he did lay into him. He needs to, I mean, you are a high pick, like you're giving up. I mean, I, I get it. If you get burned here or there, but in, in, as a corner, you're going to have that happen. And you know that you have to forgive it and move on to live another play. But, Oh gosh, like, dude, like you were just, giving up a lot like frustrating all right jesse i appreciate it uh i just saw that um we have information that and i don't i don't have this confirmed i'm trying to confirm it in the background that uh they're feeling a torn achilles on akuda oh oh gosh I, wish I know, suddenly, and then here I just cut on him. Right, yeah. there it goes. Suddenly an ACL would be yeah. much better. I feel more bad now. All right, Jesse, yeah, I'm going to let you go, brother. Just, Thank you for being our first call of the can season. Can I one more thing? Sure. One more thing before I leave, please. Okay. If you don't mind. Why is Mark Sanchez a commentator? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Everybody remembers him running into the butt of a lineman. Come on. <laughs> And he sucked. <laughs> well, Pat right. Summerall was With a that, kicker. And he I got can't to wait to hear decades. your comments. <laughs> See you, Jesse. Oh yeah, you know, um, I have I have some thoughts on on Sanchez. My 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 fear or the terrible part is. I know we're going to wind up with him for much of the season because our record is going to get us the lowest quality announcers, like it always does. Um, but by the same token, the guy's learning his craft. I mean, don't forget, Dan Orlovsky, Orlovsky got his start on our show. I mean, you, you got to start somewhere. Yep. <laughs> Sanchez is there doing the best he can. He's 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 not going to be Romo. I mean, I think they're hoping no. it, it was, and he did have some good insights along the way. I mean, he was okay, but he's just not. But he also had a lot of things where it seemed like he, he had planned to say some things and he was just going to wedge him in at some point, no matter what, which like they all do that. But there's guys where you don't know they did that. And then there's guys who like, well, that's 40 percent the thing I want to talk about. So I'm going to talk about my thing. And that's yeah. that's where Sanchez is at right now. He's got his like 10 talking points that he's going to work in. And I thought, a- honestly, once the Lions stopped sucking so bad, he got a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, that's just the, the, the rough part of having a, a, a new commentator. His the th- his biggest fallback to me was actually a technical problem. He didn't know the names of the players, and he kept calling them by position. The linebacker and the cornerback, and, the you know, he just didn't have their name. So, hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hey, I'm Alex uh, from Preclant, Michigan. Uh, just calling to say, hey, man, did you did you see – I like I like I like golf. I'm glad I'm glad we traded Stafford. Uh, 
But golf seems like he knows how to win. That's just something Stafford didn't seem to exhibit an, an ability to will his way to victory. You know, when, when time, uh, he just didn't make, make big plays when they needed to be made. It seems like I know he had the comebacks and everything, but you know, sometimes like, uh, it's just, it's a matter of will like Aaron Rodgers has that ability. Tom Brady has that ability. You know, Mahomes has that ability when it's clutch time. They, they just, they pick up the third down and whatnot. And I think, I think, uh, golf has a better chance of doing that. Just his personality over Stafford. You, Stafford you, didn't have that aggressiveness. Are you making you know? fun of me? Because I say golf all the time, but I slide the L in there by mistake. <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking that. I have a limited vocabulary. I wind up saying golf instead of golf. You know what? Golf looked... There's Sean in there in the chat right now. Golf looked lost for the first three quarters, and then it all came together. The receivers looked pretty lost for three quarters. We had a running game that kept us like actually looking like somewhat of a football team out there. But besides that, or beside that, it was just not happening. By the fourth quarter, they all seemed to click. It all seemed to come together, and I think that's just indicative of the short preseason and them not playing together. And a certain amount, I mean, at the end, they were going against that prevent defense that doesn't prevent anything. You know what I mean? Like it was loose Mm -hmm. zone coverage that they were up against, and they picked it apart. But the fact that they were able to pick it apart – does matter like that is a good thing that is how you get back into games like this that is how you build some momentum it's how you find some easy wins later because there are teams that do just play soft zone coverage so being able to destroy it is not a bad thing like the seattle seahawks defense is predicated on most of the people on the field giving you the underneath pass being able to take that and turn it into a drive is what they did today so I consider that that a good thing. Like, you know, you can throw garbage time out there. That's that's a phrase that is frankly pretty accurate in terms of today's game. Like by the time the offense started rolling, a lot of it was because they were down by 27 points and the defense kind of quit trying so hard. But they were trying at the end and they were still having a heck of a time containing that. Yeah. So like and a, a little bit of that was Jared Goff got rolling. You know, like, I, I don't think you're wrong when you say that, like, golf showed me something today that I wasn't sure was there, to be perfectly blunt. Like, just that little bit of a killer instinct. He always just seemed like that kind of California cool guy. And But uh, he stepped up and, and you know, like, there were jokes in the slack. Like, oh, is this what dagger time actually looks like? like stop, stop saying things like that. We haven't, we haven't done it yet. Like, say it when it's done. And we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're looking at um, the Saints with 124 rushing yards against Green Bay right now, which, frankly, bodes well if this, if this type of thing carries over to next week because I would love just to see us stomp them right up the middle all day long. Just push him down the field six yards at a time. Bam, bam, bam. That would be something. And then I don't have to worry about Goff. I don't have to worry about him at all. Yep. Hey, exactly. If you're getting six you yards know, you know carry, I, it doesn't you know, matter if you can pass. Go ahead, brother. You know what I You know what I like? Uh, Dan Campbell is right. Because, yo, they were down by four touchdowns, but they came up and they were trying to bite some kneecaps off him. You know, for, for him to... You know they're actually walking what they say. They ain't they ain't talking. You know they're doing they're actually putting it in. So yeah. I was I'm very happy with the results we saw on the field today. It gave me hope. I wasn't even gonna watch the game because I was like I miss Stafford, but I, I I ended up watching the whole thing. But I was pleasantly surprised by how well they they looked at ten thousand times better than they did last year. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Thank you. All right, thanks a lot, brother. Appreciate it. All right, man. Cool, cool.
Uh, calls were right. They've been right rolling through. We'll, we'll get them. We only got the one line, guys. So, you know, if you, you can hit the super chat and help us get more if you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, really quick. I do want to talk about something. Um, if you go to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com, you can get all the wicked crazy stuff you get from Amazon at the same price, and uh, you help out with the podcast by doing something you were going to do anyway. All right. Go ahead and hit us up on the phone, 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384, or via uh, Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Um, really quick caller, give me a second. Loretto with a super chat. Nope, we lost him. Okay. That's, that's, uh, can we talk how our defensive line did well? That's a top of the NFL offensive line with a respectable run game. Um, sorry, my screen's a little pulled off here. They did not have their way with us, which was good. And I, I have to say, that's actually really really on both sides of the ball the offensive line i was terrified of how our line was going to be without decker and they played very well that much much better than i thought they would um and then the defense the defensive line did really really well too we'll hit that in a second all right back. caller what's your name and how much have you had so far caller hey sorry it's uh it's neil i've had a tv drink today as well oh, oh how you doing <laughs> Good. Um, I had a uh, I had a quick question. Uh, something that I've been thinking about is we don't really know if Goff's answer and all that. And I'm wondering what's the minimum amount he would have to do this year, either by stats or wins, that you would consider him, you know, like our future moving forward. And what? Ooh, Ash, you want to go first? That's a good one. Uh, to be to be honest what? with you, uh, I if I see more of what I saw in the second half than what I saw in the first half, I'm good. Like you can win with Jared Goff in the second half of this game. But if you're getting whole games of what we saw in the first half, then I think that level of consistency would not be acceptable. If that makes any sense, you know what I mean? Like what you want to see from him is, is just a consistency of play that makes it so when we lose games, it is not because Jared Goff is our quarterback. And like, I know that's not a like statistical or number of wins that you were looking for there. But like, I mean, if the guy throws for 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns and 16 interceptions and we go one in 16, um, um, I'm assuming most of that would be when we were already down by 25 points and none of it really mattered. And that doesn't really matter. So like statistically, that's not really what I'm, what I'm looking for. I want to see, is he driving the offense or is like, is he a tractor or is he a trailer? I think is Daniel Jeremiah's Ooh, way yeah. of looking at this. Like he needs to be the tractor pulling the load, not someone who's getting by because a wide receiver breaks a tackle and goes for 45 yards. You know what I mean? Like if it's just the check down, check down, check down, check down, check down that we saw for most of this game, I'm looking at quarterbacks in the draft. Let me, let me, let me ask you, uh, put the question a little bit differently because I think this may be an interesting kind of conversation too. If you take it and you make check boxes just based on whole game. So we have one game, you either got a plus column or a minus column for golf. Right, and at the end of the year, after seventeen games, whichever co- whichever column has more check marks is what you're going to do with golf, which is going to make your decision for your draft next year. Right, mm-hmm. you're put you're putting check marks down. How do you do this game? Ooh, that's <laughs> tough. I think I call this one a plus because uh, it was the first game in the new offense with the new receivers, and in the end, Jared Goff put a smile on my face. 
yeah, yeah, with no. things that he personally did. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there were like some short passes that went for long gains and things like that. Mm-hmm. But finding the right guy to throw a short pass to at the right time is a legitimate quarterback skill set. Like everyone talks about how game managers suck, but every once in a while, one of those guys wins a Super Bowl too. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah and yeah. like they, it's it's not repeatable most of the time. Like you don't, you know, Jim McMahon didn't get two. No, you're right. You're right. You're <laughs> you right. Know, same with like Brad Johnson, you know, right. Dilfer. These guys, they, they don't get a lot of them, but like those teams that they were on were still very successful teams every year that they were with them. I think you know? most people are going to do this one. And, and I, you know, you had to be held to account right now. I think a lot of people today are going to kind of lean towards the plus side. But mm-hmm. I think depending on things, how, how things go in the next two, three games. That may change yeah. the grade. You know what I mean? For, yeah, for something exactly. that already happened. If, it's, it's if you just look at end of game numbers, like he threw for almost 400 yards with two touchdowns and an interception. And if you give me that all year, you are not the problem. There you Does go. that make sense? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Because we can also look at that first half and go like, okay, like based on what we saw in the second half with different receivers running the same routes and the ball being completed, how many of those bad throws were timing throws where he's throwing to a spot? We don't know. Great Does point. that, you know what I mean? Yep. Like we, we just, yep. we, we will never know. Like I, there were so many incomplete passes on throws that looked bad that I would have trouble with a straight face saying that that was all the receivers, but you switch receivers, you get different results. That is generally a good indicator that somebody was doing what they were supposed to do. And somebody was doing something very close to what they were supposed to do, but not quite perfect. Yep. Really you know quick I mean? in the FTP column, Saints are up 17, nothing over the pack. And um, boy, this could be a sweep for the NFC North today because you got the Rams against Tied Chicago. <laughs> we will be died for the lead. This could be a, what was it? Did Washington win? The division last year, the uh, the NFC. Yep. Hey, nobody expected that division to be that bad last year. Who knows? Yeah. This could be the time. Oh, Maybe please. this is our year where we we suck all the way to a win. Suck our way to the top. Wait, <laughs> that means something else. Uh, hey, caller. Yeah, sorry. I, we, we, I hope we answered your question. <laughs> and if we didn't, please no, no, you did. So Thank you all so much. No, cool, cool, man. Thanks for having. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for calling in, brother. Thank you all. All right. Cool. Cool. All right, uh, got a Inspector Butters came with a super chat. Thank you, sir. Really, really appreciate everyone who's who's super chatted us up. That's really nice, of you guys. It really helps the show out. We, what fans need to remember is that this is going to be a six-year process. I feel like the outlook is good. Love the show, Chris. Best Lions content. Thank you, Inspector Hair Inspector Butters. Appreciate that. Um, I don't, th- and, and and you know, with that, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I don't think this is a six-year process. Ash, take her away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is one of those. I have those trouble believing Sanchez. that that was the most recent super chat. But, um. <laughs> it was this. It's oh, I still we still owe okay. Loretto one. We still owe Loretto an answer, but this okay. one is this is a good one. This is like you got your Sanchez ten talking points, but this is like eighty percent, ninety percent in the barrel. For man, it. I the nothing <laughs> frustrates me more than when people talk about how oh we're in such a deep hole that it's a six year process. Martin Mayhew, who is objectively not a good general manager of a football team, went from 0-16 to the playoffs in three years. There is no six-year process. If you're not done in three, you ain't the right guy. Straight up, no excuses. If in year three you are not fielding a competitive team, that means the team waited too long to fire you. End of story. There is no debate about this. How long did it take the Browns to get to the playoffs after they were the 0-16 team? Three seasons. 
to be a good team. There is no six-year rebuild. There is no five-year rebuild. There is no four-year rebuild. This team was never anywhere near as bad as the 2008 Detroit Lions. Like so many people say things like this and I'm like, y'all were obviously too young when that happened to, to see what that looked like because every player on that roster was out of the NFL in two years, except for like one dude. And that's because he might be the greatest wide receiver of all time, (laughs) (laughs) which is why I always say you probably shouldn't draft receivers super high because if anyone can prove that that's not how you build a winning team, I think it's the Detroit lions with Megatron. But yeah, anyway, the point being, if in 2023 this team isn't contending for the playoffs, everybody should be fired. Yes, yes, yep, absolutely. All right, uh, really quick, uh, Kuz, I got you on there. Hold, hold tight, brother. Uh, all right, Shiner09 with a super chat. Hi, this is your boy. My tiger is real. Oh, hey, how you doing, brother? From the very beginning, he's there since day one. Big love for the podcast. Love watching the team fight hard. Feels good to watch them punch above their weight class. It absolutely does. And uh, thanks a lot for, for touching base, Tiger. Thank you very much. Been been cool to have you around forever. Uh, Brooks Elliott, do you think the first three quarters was rust from not playing together in preseason much, and the fourth was them getting comfortable with each other? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Luke P. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is for your kids. Yeah, I think that's exactly it, Brooks. That is absolutely it. And um, yeah. we talk a little bit about that prior to, to your Super Chat. If you want to bounce back a little bit and uh, and take a look, we uh, we go into that a bit. That's absolutely the case. This is uh, three preseason games where these guys really never played together. Yeah, and then the guys that Goff actually did play with as opposed to the injured guys getting on the field and the prevent defense and all of these things came together for a perfect storm of Detroit suddenly looking like a real football team and here's hoping we just see more of that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. All right, I got... We got Kuz on the phone, and Kuz, I'm gonna. I got questions for you. I'm glad you called. Uh, really quick, I do want to hit. We turned on the member member thing because people said that memberships they didn't all want to do Patreon. They didn't. Some people don't like it or whatever. You can get access to the Slack chat and all the other great stuff that the uh, the Patreon people get if you join the membership on the on the YouTube here. So just click the join button. I think underneath the um, the video there, and you can you can get to be part of that. You get uh, emojis and other special stuff that uh, we put in there. Uh, and, and some of them you'll you'll get and you'll know they're special just for the Slack. And uh, hanging out in the Slack, you'll understand what they mean after time. It's a little bit of a, some inside joking going on. Kuz, how you doing, brother? Brett, hey, good. good good to have you. And uh, Cameron, how's Cameron doing? Oh, he's great, man. We uh, we, we had FaceTime before the game, but he's at college, so he was watching him like, in a room full of people. So I let him go do his college thing. You know? Cool, cool. Is he, <laughs> are you guys going to be able to join us for the St. Jude show again this year? Oh, uh, yeah, we will absolutely hop in. You'll have to get us on separate speeds, though, because he will be uh, out in OU. He's Bobcat like Riz. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have a Riz erection by the time it's all over. <laughs> that uh, Well, uh, he won't be 21 until April, so I'll have a Riz erection. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he is. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother, what do you got for us? Uh, well, first, I just realized when I use Skype, I got to change the shit out of my profile. Holy crap! I'm still got a Patricia profile. But um, no, the biggest point I wanted to make was Dan Campbell told everybody at his introductory press conference what this game was going to look like. He flat out said, "He's like, look, knock us down. We're going to come up. The kneecap aside, he's like, knock us down. We're coming up, and we're going to knock you back. And keep knocking us down." But you're not going to keep us down, and we're going to keep coming at you. And that 
it, so uh, honestly, I'll tell you what it was like 38 to 10 or wherever the hell it was. I was like, this is over. This is ridiculous. There's no point in watching this, but you know, I'm a diehard like you guys. I watched the whole thing and I'm just watching this. I'm texting back and forth with Cameron. I'm like, Holy crap. Are you seeing what the hell's going on? He's like, yes, this is ridiculous. And to come back to get it within one score, which all credit to Trey Flowers and the punch out of Debo Samuel, who got a little hair again if you watched him running that play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he should have went down when he had the first down because that would end the game. But, <laughs> <laughs> so but hard for like, a player to do that, though. <laughs> it is. But, you know, he did exactly what he said he would have done. It, it Literally in January, he said this is what Lions football is going to look like. And so knowing that this team was not going to be the best this year, when I went into this game and, you know, I was talking to my son about it and other people about it, I'm like, this is what I want to see. I want to see them. I, You know, I'm not saying it has to be a close game. I'm not saying they have to dominate a game. I'm saying they have to not quit because I will tell you that Matt Patricia team of the last three years, he would have started running the ball with four minutes left, being down three scores and said, screw it. We'll try again next week. Yeah. And this team did not do that. It would have been about pad level. He would have said it was his fault. He needs yeah. to work harder. All the same garbage. Yeah, and it not meant any of it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, oh, man. I don't coach it, him to lose in the quarter. It, it does make me excited. <laughs> yeah, no, it does. This, this, it, 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 this, you know, it leaves us. I have as many questions as I had before, but they're different questions now. Better um, questions now. Yeah, yeah, they are. Right. I wonder, can we, are we the fourth quarter team or are we the first quarter team? I, 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 right. I don't know, right? And, and, I, and I hope it's the fourth quarter team. I hope it really is a chance of shaking the rust and, and, and finding their timing and clicking. And I think that that learning that they just had today, if that's the case, right? If, if, this, is, if this kind of hypothesis is true and they've clicked and gotten better, this week's set of practices are going to be some of the best practices they've had to date because they've learned something about each other and they've learned something about how, as a group, they work. And it's going to be so interesting, especially, you know, the Lions are going to be hungry. No one wants to play the Lions next week because they they saw what happened. But so are the Packers. If this holds true, they're down, what was it, 17 to nothing? They're down right now? They're getting embarrassed by a Saints team that I, I, I wrote off. With no debris, forget it. They're, you know, I'm I'm not thinking much of the Saints sure. at all. And they're beating the 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 to, to quote Joe Buck, the great Aaron Rodgers. Um, this is really this is really interesting. This is really interesting. All I can hope, right. really, with the Packers is that Rodgers is the ultimate troll and is purposely going to lose all season long just to get his money <laughs> and to f them out. That's all I want. Is the I would have so much respect actually for him if he pulled a troll like that because that is there is no bigger troll probably in this in the, in the history of the world than something like that. That is awesome. But it's definitely something he would do. By the way, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> he is such a. I mean, if you look Teddy at the bitter. stuff this family and everything, he's such a spiteful little kind of dude, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a face that even his mother doesn't love. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll let you guys go. I just want to get my word in there and uh, enjoy. All right. Thank you, Coos. For calling, man. All right. All right. We'll see you, All right. See you guys. All right. Uh, really quick, want to talk. Uh, Michael Holly. thank you for the super chat, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, caller, we'll get to you in one sec. Um, if Kudu's out, if, oh boy, I'll try it again. If Okuda is out, who's the next man up? Is it Jerry? FTP. 100% FTP. It's not Jerry. It isn't. But I love Jerry. I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, I'll give you a little kind of behind the, under the skirt, behind the scenes look. 
Jerry Jacobs is is just as cool in talking in person as he as he was in the on the shows when we had him on. He is absolutely one of the most the coolest dudes ever. Um, I would love to see him ball out and become the next man up. He's not oh, the guy right now. He's not the guy right now, though. You had originally told me we were going to get me on that show. And I was like, when I got bumped, I was like, all right, I get it. I bumped me for him too. 100%. <laughs> Don't tell me he can't cover you. <laughs> hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? <laughs> Yo, what's going on, Chris? This is Q. Mm. I'm back. How you doing, Q? Good to talk to you, man. I'm good, man. I'm in, you know, I'm in, I'm in the D. I just uh, left the game. Um, yeah, emotional roller coaster. Oh, like, oh man, it was it was it wasn't looking so good for uh, for a little while, but then I don't know, like that that kneecap biting came into play, and we started fighting back. You know, <laughs> I so. I'm glad you didn't leave. I I'll, I'll, I tell oh. a story. I've told the story a couple of times. It was in the Silverdome. Um, the Lions were playing the Vikings, and it was in Barry's era, and we were down. It was like twenty four to seven or something, something outrageous. And me and my buddies are like, oh, we're yeah. just going to leave, right, with, with whatever. And so we, we start leaving. We hear the crowd going nuts. And it's just before we go out the doors, look in, Lions scored. It's like, ah, okay. So it's like, you know, it's closer, but it's it's still on. It's the fourth quarter. There's no way they're going to come back. We leave. And you know how you can hear outside the Silverdome. You can hear the crowd. Crowd goes nuts again. This is before the internet. So there's no cell phones yeah. or anything, right? We're like, what? what's going on? And we get back to just about to the car. And we hear the, the, the crowd going nuts. They had. Uh, they had intercepted the ball. They had gone and scored again. They wound up winning the game, and it was at the time the largest comeback in NFL history. And we missed it by leaving early. I my my wife wasn't there with me. Wow. She, she was my girlfriend at the time. Laughed and laughed and laughed at me and said, "That's why you don't leave a sporting event early." And I, right. I, I took that right. to heart, right? So it's a long way to say thank you for not leaving, Q. <laughs> thank you for being um, there for you know, all that. <laughs> given the fact that I have to travel across the country, I'm not leaving. I don't care what happens. Give me another big pretzel. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying the whole time. But, you know, it was uh, it was encouraging. I, I do think this is a – you know, I, I've already accepted this is a rebuilding year. Um, but yeah. I did see, like, a lot of fight. I felt bad for Okuda. Yeah. He just got torched, man. Yeah. Well, he may we, he may not get torched again. I heard they so it came in the chat. I haven't haven't been able to uh, validate it yet, but that they were feeling a Achilles for him. Oh wow, wow! Yeah, that's that's really, well, I mean, that's you know, tough because he's a key piece. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, it's, it's all good. Another another long season, but I'll um I'll let you guys get back to it. But we're linking to L.A. right? Lions versus Rams. Oh yeah, I'm 100 percent there. Tickets bought. It's a plane ticket. I, the only thing I don't have right now is my, my hotel. i got to lock that in. But we are absolutely there. We're talking to Jerry. We're trying to put something together where Jerry shows up and meets some some folks. Ooh. Okay. So we'll, we'll see what we can I got do. My, uh, I got my flight. I didn't get my hotel or game ticket yet, but uh, I'll, I will be there. Also, there were, I saw about 10 Stafford Rams jerseys at Ford Field today. Oh, no. A little, a little awkward. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, oh man, man. Uh, I would have trouble being nice to those people. I hope you're a bigger man than me. <laughs> oh man, I mean, is. No, I, I, they mean well. I, I get it. I get the message overall. Q, Q's a boxer. He's a bigger man than most. He'll he'll, he'll wipe the motherfucker out. I'm fighting Thursday night. I have to send you the link. It's a WBC like pay per view. So I'll send you a link, Chris. Oh, for sure, man. I would love to see it, Q. I would love to see it. I got, I got you, brother. But yeah, y'all have a good week. 
on to Green Bay. Uh, let's, I don't know, roller coaster season. Let's get ready. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be whatever happens, it's going to be fun. This is the funnest loss I can remember in as long as I can remember for the Lions. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Hugh, thanks so much for calling, man. Really appreciate it. All right, bye-bye. All right. We'll I'll talk to you guys. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. All right. All right. That's Q. He's our guy. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Let's see. Kuda's out. Who's next? Man, up to Cherry. Okay, we got to go back to Loretto because Loretto had the one. Can we talk about how our DL did well? It's top of the right. NFL O line with respectable run game, and they did not have their way with us, which was good. That was another thing where they kind of did in the first half. Like we were giving up some pretty ugly first down runs. Like it was going back and forth that way. You know what I mean? Uh, but like that is a good offensive line, and they're gonna get some gains like that. Uh, even with the guy whose name I had literally never heard before as they're starting running back. But that's San Francisco. That's the advantage of that system. Whoever you put in there, if they can do the thing that the running back has to do, they're going to find success. Like that's how running backs became devalued as everybody started running the old Mike Shanahan outside zone stuff. You know what I mean? Where you don't need Barry Sanders and Emmitt Smith and LaDainian Tomlinson. You just need like a Terrell Davis. Yep. You know, like yeah. one trick pony, but it's a heck of a trick. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting because the, the, you could see signs of life in that first yep. half. You would see some really, really good stops, and then they would bust one out. And it's like, oh, God. Yep. And San Fran, like you and said. It would, just be, it would just be one guy didn't do his job. Yep. Yep. Is what that would come down to in almost all of those, except for the long touchdown. That was that everybody just decided on one play to just, you know, do the. Olay. <laughs> <laughs> um, ah. Yeah, 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 for sure. And 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 they just put it together, and, and you could see their confidence and abilities swell as the, mm-hmm. the that tide started turning at the end of the at the end of the game. Everybody was feeding off of everybody. That was just again. There's a team, a sense of team here that the the, the Lions have lacked for. Yeah, this feels like Schwartz era stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. These guys will go out there and die for each other. And uh, it's good. Oh, I got a new, uh, a fresh uh, update on Okuda. He has a torn ass from that argument with Pleasant. <laughs> Sorry, it's terrible. I'm seeing stuff from semi-reputable people on Twitter that he's got an MRI on Monday, and they think it might be an Achilles. Okay. But they don't That's know. No That's no good. All right. But like I said, semi-reputable. We don't know. Right, right, right. It's all uh, But on that defensive line front, uh, I just want to say one thing there. Uh, mm-hmm. At the end, when it seemed like everybody knew what at least thought they knew what the 49ers were likely to do, that's when everything really came together. So that's, I, I see that as an encouraging sign, like at the point where these guys know the scheme and they're not thinking about responsibilities, they're just thinking about what the offense is going to be doing. That bodes real well for future success. The fact that like when they came down to it, they shut down the Shanahan rushing offense when they needed to, to get back in this game. Because how many times have we seen that not happen where the offense, you know, like just sputters away, but they're playing a game where no matter how many points they score, they're always going to be down 21 because the other team's just going (laughs) to score again. (laughs) You know, like we've lived through three years of that, you know, and that's, that's not seeing that today was, was nice. Like at least that I think, and I think that, does go really well moving forward. Like just the fact that once they were comfortable with what their responsibility was on the play that was coming, they beat it, you know, like, so hat on hat, man on man, they, they did the job. And, and the, the sense that of team that happens when you see, when, when something like this close to a comeback comes together and a really young team, like we have, um, 
when a team like this comes together and almost pulls it out, it, this is this is a good thing. I mean, it would have been better yep. to win, sure, but there's a sense of belief and ability that suddenly and that comes together. There's a sense of camaraderie that arises yep. out of this. There's a sense of understanding the communication and how people work together that comes out of this. Yep. This elevates the team. Had this just been a loss, had this had this ended after three quarters, this would have been troublesome. For, oh, for, for the sure. Team. Yeah, this would have been really, really troublesome for the year four. But this, well, yeah. the way this ended, these guys yep. now have so much, not just momentum, but they've learned and hope and they recognize that it doesn't matter how far down you are, you can turn this thing around and possibly come back. And it's not like one group of guys played really well and another group of guys let the team down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every single player on that field can look at one thing that happened today and go, if I had just done one thing slightly better we would have won that game yep yep or been in a better position like if we were only down by you know two scores instead of four because i didn't give up the long pass or i made the tackle when i got around the they're on my pass rush as opposed to just bumping off the guy mm-hmm. or if i had actually hit my run fill instead of falling down <laughs> in the first quarter, you know, like all the way back to that, like that, that hole was dug by everybody. And then everybody also stopped digging and started putting dirt back in and stepping on it and pounding it down and then basically getting back up to, they almost got all the way back up to level ground. You know what I mean? Like it just, the whole thing was a team effort front to back, all the good, all the bad. That was everybody got in on that. You know what I mean? And that's, that's so amazing that that's how that happened because it's not always that way you know like the the secondary came together and started stopping them on third downs the the linebackers started actually tackling people and i don't think it's a coincidence that that coincided with when Derek barnes got in the game yep yep to be perfectly blunt like if we don't start seeing him before we're down by four scores at this point i don't know what else he has to do yeah because like anzalone played okay you know what i mean You've had enough you're of probably that not shit. throwing Barnes into the starting lineup. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're probably not throwing Barnes in as the starter because nobody played bad enough to lose their job out of those two linebackers. Like they both figured it out. But is JRM still going to be ahead of Barnes on the depth chart? I kind of hope not. Like I like the guy. He seems like a super nice guy and everything you ever see him do. Yep. He's not a good linebacker <laughs> in terms of on defense. He's a great special teams player. Like there's there's a reason he got brought back when so many other guys did not. Yep. You know? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Like just like you got it. The guys who were there at the end of this need to be the guys we're riding or dying with. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. 110%. This is this the youth movement happens because they eventually become veterans and they become your veterans, yep. right? And 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 the only way to do that is to see combat. Um, let's see. Okay. Uh, Nicholas, thank you so much for the super chat. Appreciate that. My brother. Uh, so nice going to the season with low expectations. My Sundays can't be ruined anymore. That game was electric. I have to admit I was down the end of the third quarter. I was like, ah, oh, God, man. Um, and, and, and it probably carries a little bit and I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not here to try to say, Oh, my life is so hard. And like anything like that. But Knowing that we have to do these, and, and, and Ash and I were talking about at the end of last season, having to do the the post game show, it was like, mark. Oh, yep. God, yeah, it hurt. How do you how do you flip the switch and start you know putting a show together under those circumstances? And it's just like you yep. know you you, you kind of do. And so at the end of the third, I was like, oh God, this is not what I wanted. But the way that fourth quarter on play, played out, I mean, just the hope that it, that it builds on the team across the board and the fans, and everything is great. 
and then and then resetting and saying, I know what I have with this team. What I saw in the fourth quarter is better than what I thought I had. Will they carry it? This is a great storyline. I mean, this is this yep. is just in that respect is 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 awesome. This is going to make you know Detroit media this week is going to have a great week, a great week, a lot better than the first week of the last couple of seasons to, to create some good stories because this is this is fun. This is absolutely fun. Yeah, if someone's got nothing but bad things to say about this game all week, you need to stop paying attention to that person. It's yeah. just that's it. It's yeah. done. Like if you can't take a positive out of this and write something nice, like well, I'm good. I don't. I don't need to, to hear what you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you know. So Doctor Detroit. Here's here's a guy. LOL, folks. This team just needs more talent, not more time playing together. You know, there's no question. It needs talent, right? Yeah. That's 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 what it needs. I'm but, not telling you we're Super Bowl bound here. No, no one's saying that. <laughs> but there was a complete difference in this team once they learned how to play together, and 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 they spent the first half doing what they should have done in basically the preseason, but didn't because none of them ever played together. We'll see what happens. We'll see how, how, how this thing happens, how this thing plays out. But this talent, there's a lot of talent that's going to grow through experience on this team. And I think there's talent yet to come that will draft and, and free agent size. I mean, Ash, you're a resident cap expert. What do you know off the top of our head? You probably don't, but anywhere near where our dead cap is that we're carrying this year that's going to f- be free money next year? I want to say this year was somewhere in the vicinity of 40, but I could be wildly off on that. I, it's been months since I wrote a cap article, think, like since they did all the cutting that I told them to do. Which think, I was like, <laughs> think about what 40 million buys you in the NFL. that's a lot there's a lot available here this is a team that's got a lot of growth and development of guys happening and it is it is a project but next year is going to be i mean if this year winds up like we saw today if the if they play like they did in the last half of today those close games win lose i don't i don't want to say don't care but i don't care one way or the other just the exciting competitive football where those guys are living and dying for each other Boy, you know next year is going to be crazy good for this team. This that's that's yep. exactly the kind of foundation that you want. One hundred percent. Like that's what this year's always been about. It's always just been about setting up the future. Like like Riz said uh, last week or the week before or something like that. Like when they made their cuts down to fifty three, they told you what they thought this year was going to look like. Like, and if you weren't listening, that's on you, not them. Because like when they cut every single veteran that they had any young guy behind. Cause like, that's the thing. Like even Terrell Williams might've got cut if they had a rookie on the roster who looked like he could fill that spot. You know what I mean? But yep. like, frankly, they didn't cause you can't get enough rookies to fill all the spots in one year. It's just not possible. And in that last preseason game, we saw the deficiencies on this roster. Like we just, you know, what's there. Like the, the, none of this is surprising. The fact that we lost today should take zero human beings on planet earth by surprise like that nobody nobody called the lions winning this game that had any that was doing anything other than being a contrarian well i you did I mean? but but the reason i did was because week you're one, a contrarian well, no i'm not i'm not but week one <laughs> week one it's really boring if everybody agrees that we suck before the season even starts chris like i know what you're doing there I, no no i i i thought the lions actually had a chance because it was week one because yep. there's so many ever there's a chance for a team yep. to surprise another team, it's week one. And and why the F not us, right? That, I mean, we that almost was, did it. That was where I was, you know? and that's why I made that prediction. 
Um, yeah, I was wrong. I'm 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 okay to be wrong. I've been I've been oh, wrong yes. before. They, they, <laughs> I'll be wrong again. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, we're we're all going to be wrong at least as often as we're right. Mm-hmm. To pretend otherwise is just being a dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I tell you what. We're gonna we're gonna put the last call for phone calls out there. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Or on Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word. Um, let's see, really quick, I wanted to mention uh, we got some great shirts. If you like the old retro stuff, uh, Pine Knob, we got Pine Knob. Not the, oh, there's the great uh, Detroit Lions Podcast shirt. We got Bablo Island. We got we got a lot of really really good stuff. The golf plumbing. If you want to see uh, that, you know, golf is laying pipe. Um, what a pipe, Sean's girlfriend. <laughs> uh, a lot of great shirts out there. If you want to check them out, four dollars from every shirt that is bought goes to um, Fisher House to help try to build a uh, a Fisher House in at the VA in downtown Detroit. Um, they have one in Ann Arbor at the VA. We're trying to put one in Detroit. Uh, especially now the vets need as much support as we can get. And this is a great way to help them. There's some really, really great stories that Fisher house has done. Riz said it the best. It's like a Ronald McDonald house for veterans families. It gives people a pace, place to stay while someone's in the hospital getting work done, you know, the food, the whole setup so that they get no cost and gives them just kind of a sense of a, a place to be when someone's away for long term. So it really helps them out. Chris, what if I got all the shirts I need? And I still want to give to this wonderful cause. Is there a way that I could possibly pull that off? I'm so glad you asked, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is go to uh, Give Butter, G-I-V-E-B-U-T-T-E-R, GiveButter.com slash FHM, which stands for Fisher House, Michigan, DLP. So givebutter.com slash FHM slash DLP and you can donate direct. It's all tax deductible. They got a 501c3 and uh, you can you'll get your receipt. You can take it off your taxes. Great way to donate money direct and uh, help out. We were a little over $4,000 we've raised so far and uh, it's all from a vet who sent a note uh, about the show kind of helping him out at a bad time and and when he was in Iraq. So I uh, really appreciate anything you guys can do to help out, whether it's Give Direct or if you want something out of it, get a shirt. We didn't raise the prices. This is all the money just going to the vets based on what you want. So support those guys. DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store is where all the, the, the shirts are at. All right. Uh, last chance for calls. Last call for phone calls. 248-782-8384. As we do that, um, Ash, why don't you kind of give a wrap on what you think we learned today about the Lions? Okay, because, yeah, like we did need to learn some things. And one of those was like, if we need Jared Goff to be the guy making some plays, is that in there? Because in L.A., to be quite frank, it had been a couple of years since we saw him step up and be that guy in any particularly meaningful way. You know what I mean? Like the offense had historically been kind of the strength of that team. And that completely flipped in the last couple of years. And a lot of the hate for that came down on this guy. And I think we have seen that it's there. Can he do it more consistently is the new question. You know what I mean? Because we also saw, like we saw what every hater said we were going to see. And then we saw what every person who was a believer said we were going to see. And the truth is probably somewhere in the middle where we're going to get a bit of both. And it's all about the ratio on that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. no quarterback's perfect. Like Tom Brady threw three interceptions in the NFC Championship on the way to the Super Bowl last year. Guys are going to have bad days. You know, like it just straight up. Everyone on the field is a professional. Every once in a while, the other guy just makes a better play than you made. But 
how often is that going to be the case? Like he's got to make it harder than he did on that pick six. But at the end there, when he was just dropping the ball in the bucket in the exact spot it needed to go, like that's a thing a lot of people just straight up cannot do. Like the guy who was doing the announcing thing today instead of playing quarterback for somebody, as an example, that just wasn't in him. He did not have that. He was like today. different dude. It was crazy. It was absolutely nuts. Loved yep. it. Absolutely loved it. Um, That's the one. Yep. yep. Uh, defense is another thing. Like, are, are we getting first half defense or are we getting second half defense? Mm. You know, where the guys are stepping up and making the stops and making the plays and getting the job done and the coaches are putting them in a position to succeed. Because this is their first game too, right? This is Aaron Glenn's first day as defensive coordinator for an NFL team on the field. Of course, the game plan wasn't perfect. You'd be insane to expect it to be. But they adjusted. Can he get quicker in adjusting is the new question for Aaron Glenn because he did make the right adjustments and he did shut the San Francisco 49ers down without having new players to put in. Like, he, there is no backup plan on this team. Like, what is on the field is what will be on the field barring injury, and there is no help coming. Like, there's nothing else in the tank. Yep. The tank is empty. There is no reserve tank. Like, this is what we've got, and it has to get home, and he has to get it there. Like, he is the man driving that bus because there is no veteran leadership in that secondary to pull guys together and tell them to get their heads out of their butts. They've made a situation where the veteran leadership is the coaching staff. Yep. So can they get guys to step into those roles? Because, frankly, long-term, that doesn't work. That's a dictatorship, and that can't be how the NFL goes in most cases. And I don't think it's what these coaches want it to be. It's just what they saw they had to do to get through this year. So, like, can he do that? Can Anthony Lynn look at what succeeded in the passing game today and what failed in the passing game today? Because a lot of the passing game failures, like like on that one play where we had the two guys running to the exact, like not the exact same spot, but they were right beside each other. So the safety could take both of them over the top. Yep. What is that? Like that can't happen. Someone either made a mistake there or that's just a bad play design. And the fact that there was no other receiver to throw to deeper than three yards down the field is another aspect of why that play call sucked. And it needs to never be called again. Yep. But there's just a bunch of things like that. Like, can they grow from this? Because nobody expected today to be perfect. But the thing is, you have to stop doing the things that sucked and start doing the things that worked. And that has to be the new plan going forward. Like, whatever happened up to today, today was the first rubber hits the road, you know, contact with the enemy, yada, 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 all of those various cliches that are 100% true. Today was the day that happened, and it needs to get better going forward because if they come in next week and we're just seeing bootlegs from Jared Goff for three yards to the tight end for the entire first quarter, like we're done. We know what the season's going to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think there's, for me, the, the the two big points are, first, the team adjusted. And yeah. th- we didn't see that for three years. Remember with the Patricia? It, it's like there was no halftime adjustment. There was nothing. No. We were just going to do what we know works, and we're just going to keep doing it, even though it's not working, because eventually it may show up to be the right, the right yeah. plan. Another handoff right up the middle to Adrian Peterson in the fourth quarter when he is averaging 1.8 yards per carry. Well, oh, boy, I am shocked by this last year. Yeah. That's going to be my next point. But <laughs> <laughs> the ability – so you, your, your coaching staff as players, we've seen, we now have seen them adjust. We've seen them adjust appropriately. 
We've seen them move and change in, in a good way. We've seen the, the team come together around the coaches. The coaches know when to yell, when to be there is, is more a fatherly figure, right? There's a much more. Oh, seeing that from Aubrey Pleasant, man, like yep. just the completely different reaction to two failures by the same player based on a situation that was gold. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's exactly what you want out of these guys, man. Yep. So seeing a coaching staff that was unproven show up and, and actually do their thing and be, be really successful at their, in their first game in the NFL was, was, was great. The other thing was, Sorry, I had to allow a comment. Uh, the other thing that I that I really appreciated was the running game. As we said, we probably haven't seen the running game like this from the Lions in any of a years that uh, start with a two. That Despite they, how many consecutive coaching staffs yeah. having the first thing they say be, we're going to establish the run. Yeah, yeah. Like that is literally every coaching staff that comes in here. They're like, oh, we can't run the ball. So the first thing we're going to do is fix that. And then they bring in a bunch of guys and they try to run the ball and they average three and a half yards per carry just like the last coaching staff did. Can you imagine this last year that. if we had this running this running game? I mean, the, oh, the offense is completely yep. different, right? And the fact mm-hmm. that we have this kind of a running game, I mean, let, there's there's a couple things that happen. You wear down a defense by running the ball like this. This this yep. opens up the pass for sure, right? These are all things that everybody knows, but the idea that <laughs> maybe not Lions fans because we haven't seen this for yeah. most of the people listening to the show's We've lives. We've watched a lot of other teams do it. <laughs> Week in and week out continuously. Yeah, yeah. We get to watch other teams do it and go like, why can't we do that? And this is it. This is not like the flash that, that Javid Best was. Javid Best was great, but it was a real home run or yeah. uh or one one twenty eight. Yeah. That yeah. was Javid Best. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um this is this is great. This is really good. And it is really a base for an offense. And they do it against a team like the Niners with Bosa and the rest of the front seven that they have, this is this is good to see this kind of execution. Uh, this is a team that had people picking them to show up at the Super Bowl at the end of the year, and like that still might happen. But the fact that we were able to bang with that team and be relatively competitive, and like, yes, granted, we're not going to get a last-minute you know, onside kick where the guy with the best hands in the NFL takes the ball off his face every week. <laughs> I'll take it if we <laughs> but can. The fact but that it's... we even got to that point, man, was uh, a nice thing to see, you know, like just to even get the opportunity to get to make that play. It's just, oh. it's, it's, good, it's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Oh, boy, Chris. <laughs> it's me again. Oh my God! All right, <laughs> I know. Right? We're trying to wrap oh, up, so we're going to everybody we're gonna, run. Keep it Please tight. Run. Just, no, <laughs> no. Um, I just have one quick question. I or not? A, maybe not. More of a statement. I love. I want to live positively. So we ran the ball exceptionally well in the first. I don't know how many quarters. I'd have to look at. And again, but oh my gosh, that really gave me a lot of hope. Love that. I'd love to hear both of your opinion um, on how well we ran the ball. I mean, there's a lot of negative there. I just don't want to talk about it no more. But I'd love to hear your both your opinion on it. You got it, buddy. You got it. And then we're gonna close out on that, okay? All right. And that's it. All right, just I'll hang up and listen. All right, brother. We'll see you. All right. I think we talked about the run bang just now. I don't know what else to add. <laughs> but I can I, I got a little bit more. Okay, I, I can okay. I can roll with this a little bit. Just out of just out of respect 
for our, our wonderful caller. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this offense has an identity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I don't want to say that I spectacularly love the identity being we can run the ball and where we have a little trouble with the pass because that goes like a basically like that's what they were trying to build last year. And, you know, like they were desperately trying to build a 1986 football team. And I think we have one now We've had enough of that shit. <laughs> in, in certain ways, you know what I mean? Yep, yep. Uh, but it's a it, being able to do that is never a bad thing. Even like it's a passing league. We all know this. It's more efficient, which is a word I generally hate because it, it's meaningless and you can use it to mean whatever you want. Mm-hmm. But passing the ball leads to better outcomes than running the ball on a per play basis. You get more yardage, yada, yada, yada. But situationally, when it comes right down to it, this is something you have to be able to do. Like if they had been able to continue running the ball on us in the second half, like they had in the first, and we just were unable to do anything to slow that down. This comeback does not happen. 100%. 100%. And also the fact that we had a thing that we could go to that we knew was going to work offensively when, when everything else was, was bad, when it was fourth and one and they handed that ball off. If he didn't fall, he gets it. How many times did we go for a fourth down again? I, I want to say three, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that, and I think we got two of them. Yeah, I mean, I would never ever have had confidence in the last three years in a team to get anything in a fourth down nope. situation. After today, I'm like, I'm okay with Keep going on it. a fourth fourth down. Let's go. <laughs> Let's just do this. Yeah. yeah. When he did it the first time, I was like, this is exactly what a team like this yeah. needs to do. And the one we missed Even is when though, Williams stumbled. Right, that was the yeah. one time we missed the yeah. the fourth and one. Yep. And he stumbled. I, I gave Sanchez some crap because he he said, "Oh, it was the Lions' fault." It, it did make Williams have to adjust his the the yeah. angle, but he yeah, still like tripped. did. He gave that play in a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, but he still he doesn't stumble. He just yeah. goes around that and makes he has the a play. chance. He has a chance, right? There's yep. a, there's a legitimate chance of him making it. Probably fifty fifty at that point. But the fact that he tri- he tripped just ended the, ended the whole opportunity. God, my tongue is getting thick. These uh. That uh, that resurrection really, <laughs> really uh-huh. carrying it now. It carries a punch, doesn't? Yeah, it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, yep. But yeah, so yeah, no, that was that was that was the one time they didn't get the the fourth down. I love seeing them do that. I love having faith in a running game and being able to have faith in a running game that it's going to uh, push the team forward and be able to achieve those kinds of things because that changes the whole world. Yeah, the passing like, game. That's the thing. If you can run the ball, it's more consistent than being able to pass the ball. Yep. Like even with the best teams, thirty-three percent of the time you fail. Yep. Passing. Yep. If you're running, if you're, you can always get two yards on a running play. You know what I mean. And if you get two <laughs> two yards twice on a running play, you're third and six instead of third and ten. Yep. Which is uh, it's a big deal. All right. With that, yep. I think we're gonna call it, guys. Again, thank you so much for those that uh, wanted to do the Patreon but don't like Patreon. You can join the channel as a member and get access to all the Patreon benefits that they get. Also, I want to give a big shout-out to Pilo, who did a real huge up on Patreon uh, just this week. It was huge. I really, really appreciate that, man. It was uh, a big, big dip, and uh, love you, man, for supporting the show like that. Uh, you too can join, you, sir. You too can join the Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get access to the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, and I'm not even kidding because Ash is there all the time. Yeah, uh, he literally talks to me every day. <laughs> Riz, Ash, Chris, the whole bunch of... Uh, I touched myself in the third person. Oh, God, I hate that. Uh, we're all there. We hang out every day. It's a great place to go. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As little as a dollar a month. Look at your action there. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at 
D-E-T Lions Podcast, D-E-T Lions Podcast, and Mr. Tweetson at Ash Thompson, Mr. Tweetson. Uh, Get us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. Be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast so we can, what do we like to do, Ash? Well, my employment contract makes it a little dicey in whether or not I'm allowed to say that we're going to come in your box automatically, but I'll do it this one time. Or show up in your ear holes, whatever you want to do. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions. Feel free to cut that on the podcast. And Reddit connection. <laughs> Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.